Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, brand clarity and messaging coach, copywriter, ferocious ice cream eater and leopard print lover. If you're ready to harness the incredible brand building power of words so you can become memorable, meaningful and the only real choice for your dream clients, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Fierce Impact Podcast. And today I have got a super meaty episode for you because I am talking to the wonderful Natalie Coombe, who is a pricing strategist and profit coach. And we're chatting all about profit in business and particularly the challenges that women in business face when it comes to building a business that is truly profitable. And so before we dig into the interview, I want to just take a moment to introduce Natalie to you. Natalie Coombe enables client-serving business owners to nail their pricing and their profits so they can pay themselves what they're worth, doing what they love, only working the hours they want. For over 20 years, Natalie has delivered results for everyone from solopreneurs through to top international companies in London and Europe, including MNC Saatchi and Mindshare Worldwide, as well as working behind the scenes on iconic brands such as Unilever, Dyson, American Express, Rolex and Nike. As a single mum by choice, running her own six-figure online business, working just three days a week, Natalie understands firsthand the challenges women entrepreneurs face when setting up and scaling their own business, whether you're a solopreneur or growing a team. Today, Natalie works one-to-one and runs an online program called Nail Your Pricing, teaching talented business owners how to pay themselves what the value of their services are worth, doing what they love and only working the hours they want. So if you're ready to earn more working less so you can build a better lifestyle for yourself and your loved ones, then this is the episode for you. Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast, Natalie. Ah, good to be here. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I love your podcast, so it's awesome to be one of the speakers. Would you like to just start by just sharing a little bit more about what you do and how you got to where you are today? And Sure, sure. So I help women, particularly women entrepreneurs, to get their pricing and their profits sorted so they can yeah, pay themselves what they're worth doing what they love and only working the hours that they want. Um, I've actually been doing we call a business transformation, which is a fancy pants word for troubleshooting for over 20 years and spent the last 10 years in London working with big corporates, fixing their problems. And often what ends up happening when you dig into a business who's struggling to meet their goals or not profitable enough, got client issues or staff retention issues, whatever the challenges are, when you dig under the surface, often one of the key things that's causing it is their pricing, is that they're not actually pricing their services profitably, meaning they're not able to hire the right people or hire the right support. Um, they're 
people are burning out, they're having to work too hard to deliver everything. And so when you fix the pricing problem, or we would call it a commercial problem, when you fix a pricing problem, suddenly you can afford resources, you can afford support, you can afford more people, you can um, afford marketing, you can afford all of the things Mm -hmm. that make business uh, successful and more enjoyable to do. And everything just starts to work more. And obviously um, for for big corporate shareholders get money, but for small business owners like ourselves, it means we get to pay ourselves, which starts to make sense of all the effort and energy that we're putting in. So I, um, after a few, well, about 10 years in London, I decided to become a single mom by choice. Um, and I moved back to New Zealand to raise my daughter with my family. And when it came time to going back into the workforce, um, I didn't want to, you know, go back into corporate and have my girl in daycare 10 hours a day and never see mm-hmm. her. So I wanted a, a different option. And that's when teaching other business owners what I knew about how to create profitable businesses in a really healthy way um, was like, yeah, that's that's what I need to do. And so I started my own business um, teaching people what I've spent 20 years learning and uh, yeah, I haven't looked, haven't looked back. It's amazing. It's the awesome. best life. Yeah, because it's such an, an issue, isn't it? That like getting your pricing right and the mindset around pricing for women in particular. Um, so I can imagine that it would be quite a sort of a fulfilling yeah. sort of um, role to play in, in helping women sort of through that in their business. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And I, and I remember really early on in my journey, I had, I was working with a business coach and, and they asked, you know, if you could fix one thing, because I can help businesses solve a whole lot of different problems. But if I could solve one thing that was going to have the biggest impact on them, what would it be? And the immediate answer was, oh, I'd fix their pricing. Because once your pricing is profitable, so when we say pricing right, like well, what does right actually mean? Well, right means that you can deliver it profitably and that it's a price point that clients see it as being valuable so you kind of need kind of need both both pieces but once you've got those in place and you can deliver your services profitably there's more money coming in every single month Mm -hmm. than going out suddenly the this pressure that we have on should I have to make more money I have to sell more stuff I have to deliver more work that pressure that we put on ourselves um, eases because the money is flowing. And what that means is you can afford to invest to work with experts, which means we don't have to DIY everything ourselves anymore. And the overwhelm that comes with, oh my gosh, all the things that we have yeah. to do and feeling like a failure because we're not doing them good enough. Um, it means we can afford to invest in marketing and branding so that we get our message out to the people who need to hear it more often. Uh, we know how to convert them into clients. It means that you don't have to work so hard when your pricing yeah. is profitable. And so you don't have to work your evenings or your weekends anymore. You can spend time with your loved ones. Um, it means you have more headspace. I, I know for a lot of my clients, that's one of the biggest benefits that they've, they've seen is they have headspace to think mm. strategically about their business now, uh, which means they're able to then do the big things that really move their business forward. Whereas before they were just stuck in the hustling grind. They were just burnt out, just delivering client work day after day after day, and they couldn't get out of that place. So adjusting your pricing so it's profitable and healthy for you to deliver suddenly means that you have breathing space 
for yeah, other things absolutely. outside of business. Yeah. But also absolutely. for that, that big thinking piece. And, and obviously when your pricing is, is profitable, there's plenty of money for you every month and you actually can pay yourself regularly Yeah, and that, and be financially rewarded for all the hard work and energy and effort that you put into business, but also for the impact that you have on, on your clients' lives. And I think for a lot of women that the they feel very capable. Once, once that's happening, they're like, ah, I can do this. Mm. I'm a businesswoman now. I, I can do this. And so the people around them then start to see that they, they're feeling more confident in themselves. And the... You know, if they've got kids, you know, their kids are seeing, oh, mom's actually, she's really good at what she does. You know, she's she's successful, but she's also present with us. She's here with us. She's not stressed and burnt out all the time anymore. And so it has, can actually have a generational change when women get their pricing right um, because their kids and and, um, kind of young people around them go, oh, that's how it looks like. That's yep. what success and, and working well looks like. And so for me, there's just not a better job in the world than helping women feel more capable, successful, believing in themselves, backing themselves, um, and having those around them go, ah, oh, that's what that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I love that. And so what would you say the the most common challenges are that women face when it comes to pricing profitably um and how does that kind of show up what does it what does it look like a really good question and it's it's interesting I've had people sometimes ask me why do you work with women like don't men have the same like don't they deserve and like yeah yeah yeah, no absolutely um but (laughs) you know women have all the normal challenges of running a business um that everybody has but I think in particular there's kind of at least three additional challenges and layers that we have to to overcome um, in order to build that kind of successful, profitable, healthy business for us. And I think, you know, one of the biggest ones is that as women, we are raised and we are rewarded for putting other people before ourselves in society. Mm. You know, as mums, we're supposed to put ourselves last, you know, as, as friends, we're supposed to look after everybody else first. Like, you know, um, the it's actually a syndrome it's called the burnt chop syndrome um you know which we've we've talked about where you're cooking you know one you're cooking a whole lot of food one of them gets burnt well guess whose plate the burnt stuff goes on what goes on our plate right we don't you know and some people say well you're responsible for it well yeah somebody else could have cooked right (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know and, and while that approach of putting ourselves last in our personal lives is questionable, um, when we do it in business, when we put ourselves last in business, that is where we will stay. And you cannot build a profitable business that's healthy for you to run when you're constantly putting yourself mm. last. The challenge is to put ourselves first feels selfish. Uh, and it goes against what we kind of as women think are our are, are, are values. And so we have this kind of um, this disconnect. So we have to find ways of seeing putting ourselves first doesn't mean being selfish. Um, it simply means 
designing a business to work that works for you and saying no to the things that don't work for you. And so creating healthy boundaries. So that's one of the things I help my clients to, mm. to identify are what are those boundaries that they need to put in place for their business to be healthy for them to run um, and, you know, and, and methods to, to uphold them. So, so that's definitely one I think that women in particular deal with is, is we're so used to putting others before ourselves. Um, another thing as well is that we are, we're helping, we're caregivers by nature. Um, and we're often people, people pleasers by nature. So yep. there's this tendency to, well, I'm helping someone and it comes naturally to me. So why, how can I charge for that? Like we yep. undervalue, uh, what we do and what comes naturally to us. We undervalue it and go, well, it, it's not worth it. It's so easy. Like anyone could do it. No, not anyone could do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your clients can't do it. That's why they need you. Yeah. Um, and so helping women, um, it's kind of one of the, uh, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, oh, you, you help women to believe in themselves. And you're like, well, yeah, it's a huge part of what I do is holding a mirror up so that they see what other people see, right? Because yeah. our view of ourselves is often really tarnished. Uh, and so part of uh, helping women price profitably is helping them see the value that they bring and the value that other people see in themselves. And that builds their courage to start to charge what their services are, are worth. Um, but that's a process and a journey that all of us have to go through to really believe in the value of, of what we do. Yeah, um, so. You know, we, we, we put other people before ourselves, we undervalue what our skill set and, and therefore struggle to charge for. And then thirdly, um, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> you know, women are still statistically the, the primary caregiver for those that have have families. We're still the primary caregiver. Um, even when you don't have family, you're still usually the primary household um, magician that is responsible yeah. for doing all the things. So on top of running a business, you know, we also have a household that we have to manage. And then often many of us have children that we have to look after and we're the primary caregivers for, or family members that we're responsible for looking after. All of those are like a full-time job. So mm-hmm. on top of the business, we have everything else as well. And, and I remember um, when I was first starting out, I was reading everything. What does it take? I want to know. I got to be <laughs> quick. And I read an article. I think it was an Inc. Uh, magazine, and it said, in order to be successful in business, your business has to be your number one priority. You know, you have to sacrifice everything for your business. If your clients need you eight o'clock at night, you have to drop everything to to serve them. And I was yeah. like, shit, I can't do that. Like. My business is not my number one priority. My family is. Yeah. And my, my mental health is a close second. Yeah. <laughs> and it made me go, well, hang on a minute. If you, what you're saying is true, then how am I supposed to run a, a business? Um, and that's when, for me, I just caught bullshit on that viewpoint and realized that that was a yeah. man writing the article. <laughs> and, yeah. and the traditional view of success in business is, run by men who have either no children, no family, or they have a wife at home looking after everything. So their sole priority is to focus on the business and, and be the provider. And so for women, we have to create a new narrative of what success looks like for us that takes into consideration 
all the other responsibilities that that we have um yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think um, a couple of things came to mind when you were talking there. And I think um, the first goes back to the burnt chop syndrome. It's like when you're on an aeroplane and they talk to you about the fact yes. that you need to put your mask on before on you put anyone else's mask 100%. on. So I think there's there's that. And like definitely that's a skill that I think we really need to kind of focus on on learning to do and it becomes and so that it becomes a habit so that we are putting our businesses first so that we are looking after ourselves first and our mental health first um because when we do that everything else is going to therefore thrive more because we have you know the energy or the space or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like 100 and, and, and that's the irony of the situation is yeah. when you make space for yourself and you are making sure your own needs are being met, everything else gets better. Mm. Your relationships yeah. get better. Um, your business gets better. Your health gets better. Um, yeah. And, you know, some people are, going, are we still talking about pricing here? And you're like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all connected. It's all connected. And, it's one of the reasons why for me getting that pricing piece of the puzzle so that you can deliver your services profitably in a way that is healthy for you. So it allows you time for everything else. You don't have to work evenings. You don't have to work weekends. You can invest in support. That is fundamental to having a successful business, but also having a healthy lifestyle as well. And, And for me, that's a fundamental part of pricing, which is slightly different to how accountants might price or other experts I know of in the industry might price where it's just about make as much money as possible. And it's like, no, make the money you need to in a way that is healthy and sustainable for you to do. Yeah, absolutely. This can't be the only thing you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the the impacts that you've seen um, when you've worked with clients when they've come to you around not getting pricing right like what are some of the things that are kind of happening in people's businesses or or lives yeah so one of the biggest ones is burnout um you know if you've got burnout then actually you have a pricing problem yeah <laughs> there, there were other issues going on but the my general rule of thumb is if you're at 80 percent capacity so if you're close to fully booked, you're not maxed out, but you know, you've got a couple more spaces, but actually you're pretty solidly booked. You should be in a position where you're paying yourself your goal salary. Yeah. Before you're maxed out, you should be paying yourself your goal salary every month and be able to invest. So as soon as you get, so often what happens is, and, and this is this kind of get more work approach is that they think, right, once I'm maxed out, then I will be able to pay myself. It's like, no, no, you should be paying yourself well before you're maxed out. Mm. Um, and, and so often one of the signs that something in your business isn't right and, and, and we need to address the pricing is when people are burning out because it means that they are fully maxed with clients and then they're doing everything else after hours, evenings, weekends. Yeah. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not getting breaks not getting downtime they're not getting time with their friends and their family they're not refreshing themselves they're probably not looking after their physical health they're probably not looking Mm -hmm. after their mental health not getting enough sleep all of those things are driven by your pricing is off because if your pricing was profitable 
you can pay yourself a decent salary only working the hours that you have available with time to do everything else during your work hours. Yeah. It's kind of the key that makes that happen. So, so burnout is really one of the biggest signs that you have a pricing problem um, in your business. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Because I think, you know, if you are always um, working at that full capacity, I mean, and even when you're getting to that 80% kind of capacity, you know, if if you're always at that stage, then you know, one, you obviously don't have that extra time to kind of focus on your own business. But right. two, then it is an indication as well that if you're always booked out at those prices, yeah, then, that's right. then actually, you know, maybe you're not charging enough. For enough, the that's right. That you're providing. Yeah. So by really looking at your pricing, then potentially you're able to, reduce the number of of projects that you need to take on or clients that you need to take on to get your gold salary yeah you can you you reduce your workload but you earn more money I mean that's for me one of the biggest drivers a lot of my clients have is they want to earn more but they want to work less earning more yeah you know it's it's this double kind of I want I want to have more money than I am right now but I want to work less hours doing it and the mechanic that makes that happen is your charging is your as how Mm. you deliver your services and your pricing uh, and it puts you in control of that. The, the really good thing in, in terms of people are experiencing burnout, um, the good news is that that means they're amazing at what they do. Yeah. Right? So because clients love you so much that so many people want to work with you and often keep coming back to work with you. So you're amazing at what you do. You're delivering results. You have an ability to attract clients. Now, they may or may not be the right clients you need going forward. Um, but you've got a lot of really strong things going for you. So burnout, ironically, is actually um, a sign lots of things are going well. We just need to fix it by fixing pricing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess, you know, if you don't fix if you don't fix the pricing and you continue going the way you you are, then it's yeah, yeah. Burnout. Not a healthy place to be in. It's not. And and, you know, it's it's really common. I mean, I I burn out in my own. In my own business, I, you know, I, I took on too many clients because I wanted to serve and I wanted to help. And mm. you get to the end of the year and you're barely functioning and um, yeah. you have to take those break points to go, okay, what do I need to do differently to address this? But I don't want to pay, take a pay cut at the same time. So um, yeah. it's looking at your pricing and, and the way you, you, you serve. Yeah. And how how can it have an, a sort of an impact on like relationships? Do you see that as well? Like in terms oh, 100%. of yeah. like the business, um, either from partners, maybe sort of yeah. looking at the business and saying, well, you know, you're working all of this this time or when you're going to start bringing in the right money. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. All of those when, when are you going to go and get a real job? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it has a huge impact. And, and I mean, in a couple of different ways, you know, it's hard to have a, a relationship with someone when they're sleeping on the couch. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of my client, that's the state when they, they come to work with me, that's the state they've been in is they're up late at night, laptop on the couch, just doing their invoicing, writing a blog post, um, finishing yeah. client work that is because of the overcommitted. Um, mm-hmm. and that over time, I mean, as a one-off, cause something happened. Okay. We do what we have to do, but yeah. if that's the standard way you need to get work done week to week 
that is going to impact your your relationship with you know with your partner um it also impacts your relationship with your with your loved ones with your family particularly if mm. you have children yeah because you're not present like no it's glued to your phone always having to ask yeah. another message reply and you're you can get, and I know this from personal experience, when, when these moments happen to me, you yeah. get pissy with your children for wanting time. Yeah, with you have no patience. Yeah. No patience. Zero patience. Right now. You know, so so the struggle is real. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's where we need that state to not be the standard, the normal way you live. Yeah. Sometimes it happens, but. We need to design the business so it's successful, profitable. You're bringing in money every month, um, but you're doing it in a way that you can put your phone down and you don't have to work evenings. You don't have to work um, uh, weekends. And yeah. um, that's just really important for, particularly for relationships. And uh, it is, it is, a, and I think this is where um, the piece of feeling capable is really important to women where we go, actually, I am contributing to the family income. Mm. You know, the time I'm spending on my business is being rewarded. Um, Often prior to getting pricing right, there's this thing that you could go and do something else and earn more than for the time you're spending. Like we need, as a family, we need to get something back for all the time you are spending on stuff outside of the family. We need to start seeing some payback for that. Um, and pricing is the key that kind of makes that makes that happen. Um, and so it takes that pressure off. Yeah, it, it's 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 yeah. disconcerting just how much pricing affects pretty much every every facet of someone's life, um, yeah. considering how little we talk about it. Yes. And I know that um, something that you talk about a lot is um, that that salary isn't mm-hmm. a reward, that it's actually kind of a fixed business cost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. can you sort of talk a little bit about that in terms of how do we actually go about planning our salary so that we yeah. can actually pay ourselves? Because I know that, you know, from, from conversations with lots of different people and listening into what you talk talk about a lot of people pay themselves in a very ad hoc way sort of a little bit here and a little bit there if there is anything left kind of at the end that's right yes (laughs) so how do we yeah how do we actually begin to plan for the salary that we actually want to to have yeah no it's a great it's a great question and I think it's such an important thing to talk about there is there's absolutely this myth that exists and it's a traditional view of business that your salary, what you get paid for the business, often it comes out of profit is a reward and that you have to work your ass off over years and you have to sacrifice for years before you've earned the right to pay yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you hear it with people um, kind of boasting for how many years it was before they paid themselves. Um, and you'll hear and people say, oh, I reinvest everything in my business. And you're like, mm, I think what you're saying is there's no money left over after you've paid for all your expenses. So everything, yeah. every money you make goes back into your business, not because you're reinvesting your salary, but yeah. because there's no money left over to pay a salary, which is a different, which is a very different um, setting. And because of that belief 
that it's a reward you will get at some point in time in the future. And any if you take it early, you are sabotaging your business growth because you should be reinvesting. What that means is people build businesses that do not pay them a salary. They don't factor it into, well, I have to earn X amount in order to have all these investments that I need to run my business, but also have enough left over to pay myself. And one of the reasons why this is such a challenge is for most solopreneur, working from home, service-based businesses, your salary, what you want to pay yourself is likely to be two times, if not three times more than the costs of running your business. So if you're only making a plan to generate enough money to cover your running costs, plus a little bit extra, and then hope that you just have to work hard enough to make enough eventually to pay yourself, you won't bridge that gap. You you can't bridge a a gap that's two to three times bigger than what you're planning for. So that's why it's really important right from day one, day one, that we have a plan for where we need to get to in the near future so that the business is paying us something every month. It might not be, you know, your social media highlight reel six figure salary. Yeah. Overnight. Right. You know, right. overnight. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I first started out, oh bless me. I was like, I am going to earn my corporate salary in like my first year. And then you realize what it would take to make that happen. You're like, I don't want to work that hard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's just be a little bit more realistic. I want my life to be a little bit calmer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so, but it does, you know, it is an important piece of the puzzle to go, um, you know, we need to design our business that it pays you a salary and then you take the steps to go, to, to make it happen. Um, in terms of what we can do to, to plan for that, well, the, the, the very first thing is, decide what you want to get paid yeah like that helps it does <laughs> I know it sounds so simple and yet you know and some of you listening will go oh well I already know that fantastic so you're already ahead of the game because you've had that conversation with yourself for many others they've never allowed themselves to ask the question what do I want mm. to get paid for this yeah what do I want to earn because it's almost as if if we were to put it out in the universe, I want, you know, I want 50K or I want 100K or I want quarter of a million, the universe would laugh in our face and go, <laughs> that's never happening. So mm-hmm. we don't put it out there. The problem is when we don't, when we're not clear with ourselves with what we want to make, how can you make a plan for it? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you plan for a holiday when you don't know the destination? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You know, you can do a whole lot of activities but you can't make a plan to actually get you on holiday if you don't know where you're going. So the very first thing is, is um, to actually ask yourself and give yourself permission to say, this is what I want to earn. Now I need to go and make a plan to to make that happen. Um, There are also, there are four key pricing methods um, and I can share share a link to to those that, uh, and the two most powerful ones are cost-based pricing and, and value-based pricing. Those are the two methods that I teach my clients. And so cost-based pricing is we work from the ground up and say, okay, well, you know, what do you want to earn? How do you want to work? Right. Therefore, this is how you deliver. What do you, what's the minimum you need to be earning for your services in yeah. order to be profitable? Um, cool. That's the minimum. And then value-based pricing, which is super powerful, particularly for women, um, is where it's actually not about how long it takes you to deliver or how much it costs you to deliver, 
or about how much you're worth. Yeah, not about that yep. anymore. <laughs> Value-based pricing is where it's about the change that you help your clients to make and how valuable that is to them. Yeah. And once you've worked that out, then that becomes the maximum you can charge before your clients are getting value, aren't getting value for money. It's always really important our clients are getting value for money. And so I help my clients figure out those two price points, kind of the, the minimum, so it's viable, they're paying themselves, happy days, and then the maximum they can charge um, before clients are, are no longer getting value for money. And they can, they can charge whatever they like, mm. whatever they feel comfortable and confident charging between those, those two numbers. And what we find is once you know what those kind of guardrails are for pricing, you know, a lot of my clients go from, from charging kind of the minimum as their confidence build, they start increasing their prices yeah. um, and, and, and becoming more profitable. Lots of my clients start from not even being at the minimum. <laughs> They're not oh, even charging yeah, the minimum. Okay. And then they just slowly increase and like, ah, I pay myself every month now, you know, yeah. um, rather than just taking, I'm going to pay school fees or we're going to go yeah. dinner out. I'm going to pay for it on the business. And that's your, or I pay for broadband. That's really common when the business pays yeah. for broadband for the family. And it's like, those are great things, but what we need to be doing is planning for a salary. And then every month transferring, even if it's just $500, just transferring $500 into your bank account, your personal bank account every month. And then yeah. as your business becomes more profitable, we transfer a thousand. And then 2000 and then 5000 Yeah. Yeah. And so then you would work towards obviously getting to that point of starting to sort of transfer, you know, what, what you would hope your monthly kind of goal salary yeah. would be. So over over time. And I think a lot of it, like you were talking about, it does come down to that that confidence piece, isn't it, to, to charge more, especially for those clients maybe of yours who were you know charging sort of below that minimum yeah. scope that you just yeah. talked about it's really to do with that that confidence in actually charging for that that value that they provide yeah, yeah. and yeah, 100% and what I find see a lot of my clients were just finished um kind of the, the first intake of nail your pricing um this this week um and one of the things that I find every time I run this program is that when women see how much time and energy they actually put into delivering amazing services and results for their clients Mm -hmm. and they know what they need to be earning per hour for it to be make sense for them and achieve their personal goals and be healthy and all those really good things their tolerance for charging less kind of evaporates yeah absolutely once you go oh I that's that's the minimum I need to charge why would I charge less yeah and and so doing the numbers actually having it on paper to back you up suddenly gives you a reason why that's what I need to charge yeah uh and you might transition to that. A lot of my clients do. Sometimes the number they get is like, whoa, that's way more than what I've been charging. And we, that's fine. That's the goal. You know, we transition yeah. to it and you do it in a way that's doable for you. But suddenly seeing it on paper gives them that confidence to go, why would I charge less? Like it no yeah. longer makes sense to me. Whereas when you don't know what you have to charge to be profitable, it's just easier to charge less and have it and not have to have sometimes awkward conversations. Uh, and that's where you get stuck in, in this zone. So, so both understanding the value 
of the services you provide helps give you that confidence that yes, it is worth it, but also just doing your numbers to go, well, that's how long it takes me to do it. And that's how much I need to be earning. So I'm not, I'm no longer going to settle for charging less because it's not worth my time. Also builds their confidence as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then it becomes kind of, I think what a lot of us do in business, particularly when we're sort of first starting out or in those earlier years, is kind of a case of like licking our finger and sort yeah, of sticking 100%. it in the air, you yeah. know, and and just going, well, this kind of sounds okay. And, yeah. you know, or we think about what the people that are coming to us, so what our clients, what are they going to think about this yeah, particular right. price? And we kind of use that as our pricing strategy, like what, and I know I, know I have been guilty of this in the past, yeah. you know, what, um, what are they going to think about this price? Are they going to think it's too high? Oh, I better just take off a little bit before I send it to them. You know, yes. no matter how confident you feel at the start, you know, and you get that invoice ready to send or, you know, that quote ready to send. And that's, yeah. mm, or maybe I'll just shave a little bit off here and a little bit off there. And before you know it, your, your quote is half of what it half. should be. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, it's, a, it's a problem the world around that. And I think it's really interesting because what we often are doing is we're underselling ourselves. You know, we have no idea what our client's financial position is. That's it. Yeah. And really, it's none of our business. You know, something I say to a lot of my, my clients is I can almost guarantee you that your ideal client is already spending more than the cost of your service on something else. Yeah. Like you're like they have the money, they are spending it on other things because people pay for what they value. Mm. Our job as business owners is to demonstrate why it is valuable to your client and why it's worth the investment. Um, but we then have to believe and understand the value of it ourselves in order to be able to then communicate it to to other people. Yeah, being able to articulate that that value is a huge oh, yes. thing because Absolutely. it helps you to show up with more more confidence about that that value that you provide. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, and you're amazing at that in terms of helping business owners extract what's important oh, thank to them you. The impact they have. No, it, it, it's, you know, it's one of the things I loved about working with you in, in terms of your process is, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty clear on, on, I was like, oh, I love this question. Oh, oh, I love this question. Um, but, you know, I can imagine for a lot of people where they're like, I'm not really sure, you yeah. know, helping um, your process to help extract that value that they bring to clients is, is mm. yeah, really important. Yeah. And so online, we see a lot of people talking about you've got to get more sales, you've got to get more sales. And I know that you've talked in the past about why that can be misleading. So could you just share a little bit about why that kind of message online is is misleading? Yeah, sure. So absolutely. Uh, anyone who spent any time on social media will be bombarded by the how to get more sales in 30 days and how to get a six-figure business, a seven-figure business now, apparently. Um, And obviously getting sales and getting clients is fundamental to having a business. You know, if you haven't got clients, you you haven't got a business. So it's not saying those things are unimportant. They absolutely are. But it's portrayed as the only success 
metric out there that if you just get more clients, you just get more sales, you will make more money and everything will be fine. The problem is if you can't deliver your work profitably, then getting more clients just means more overwhelm. It doesn't mean more profit and more money for you. Mm. Before you do the whole, let's go and get more clients, it's really important to make sure, well, hang on, am I delivering profitably? Mm. So am I able to deliver these services and I end up with money left over in the bank for me every single month and I'm able to do it in a way that doesn't overwhelm me? Yes, freaking great. Now go and sell the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you can deliver it in a healthy way. You're making lots of money for yourself. It, it'll work. But that little piece of the puzzle is often missed out in, in the mm. conversation around let's just go and get more sales. Really good sales. Um, and I, I, I've worked with and I know a number of um, uh, marketing and, and sales um, agencies and individuals, and they, they will ask, how's your pricing? Like, are you able to deliver profitably? Because there's no point in investing all this money to burn you out if you're mm-hmm. not not go get your pricing sorted first then come back and let's do the marketing um piece of the puzzle so it's it's kind of a missing um the missing cog is is pricing that makes the get more sales get more clients get more revenue actually makes it beneficial to you rather than just make the situation worse yeah that's it and I guess when that the situation is when the situation is bad and you're trying to bring in more clients to get more money the other side of it is from a reputation perspective like if you are really overwhelmed and you've you're struggling to get through your work and you're you know working to the max all the time then actually the potentially the quality of the work that you're putting out is going to be reduced because you've not got that, as you were talking about earlier, that headspace to really focus on delivering your your best work because you're literally in that kind of stress mode the whole time, just trying to churn it out, churn it out to get to get through it all essentially to make the to make the money. Yeah. And, And absolutely. And one with that, Certainly in, let's say, New Zealand and Australia in particular, I'm sure in in other countries as well, you know, businesses, small businesses are built on reputation. They're built on referrals. Mm. They're built on Mm. word of mouth. And so it can be really um, detrimental to get yourself to a point where you know you're not delivering your best work because you don't have time, because then you're not going to get people going, oh, that was amazing you know, you should go and work yeah, with, yeah. with so-and-so. They're like, um, okay, thanks. I'm never working with you again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And so, so the yeah. irony, you know, from that point of view is if you stay being maxed out says that you are good at what you do, but if you stay maxed out, a, you burn out, but also mm. your reputation, um, can be damaged and then you you know you're going to have to rebuild it up again and, and, you know, and that takes time so yeah it, 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 it all it, it all is kind of connected yeah yeah absolutely and so what are some of the things that we can do in order to improve our profitability like where are some of the the simplest places that we can start to go okay I think there might be a problem here 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think as we talked about, one of the first things is, is being clear in your mind around what you want for, for a salary. Um, the, the other one is to start being more aware of how long it takes you to deliver your, your work. And, um, often we are pretty rubbish at estimating how long we actually spend and we forget about a whole lot of activities that we mm-hmm. also did yep. um, in the side because we're people pleasers and we want to do it and we didn't want to charge for it because then it would be expensive. So just um, starting to become more aware of what it actually takes to deliver an amazing experience for your mm-hmm. clients, all the things that you do. Um, and then start to factor those in when you're, when you're pricing stuff up, start to factor those in can be kind of a step in that direction to help you get paid for the time you're spending, Mm. uh, which obviously then builds, builds up your profitability. Um, I actually, I have a guide uh, that talks about three ways to increase your profit, uh, working less hours that kind of goes through, um, just really three key areas that, um, we need to be mindful of as business owners uh, to get more profit out of what we do so we don't have to work so hard. Um, so I can share a link. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes for that because I know that that'll be, you know, something really great that people can kind of take a look at and get some kind of tangible That's action right. steps. Yep. So, there are, yeah, there are quick actions that you can take now to kind of address each of those key areas because ultimately it's not just about knowing these things. It's about what yeah. do I do differently now to get a different result and it covers that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been an amazing conversation. Like I've really enjoyed um, chatting with you about this. I think it's, yeah, as I said earlier, I think it's just a topic that we really need to talk about in more depth in terms of some of the challenges that women in particular face around the whole, the pricing and profitability side of things. So thank you so much for that. But before I let you go, I do obviously have three questions (laughs) that I like to ask my guests. And the first of those is what does being fierce in business mean to you? Mm, Being fierce in business for me means backing yourself. And, and believing in yourself and to a point where you are prepared to overcome the obstacles that are in front of you. Mm. So there are always going to be obstacles in business, always going to be things that are holding us back. And for me, fierceness is going, I will overcome this. I don't know how, I may not know how yet, but I will find a way and I will make this work. And that's that backing and believing in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that answer. That's awesome. <laughs> and so what impact are you trying to make through through your business? Oh, generational and societal change. <laughs> yeah. Hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> I love yeah, that. No, for me, you know, I um I don't ultimately I don't want anyone, any, particularly any woman anywhere in the world to not be able to have a profitable business and a healthy lifestyle. Um because she didn't have the tools or the lessons mm. or know how to price properly. You know, that's something we can fix. So uh, it is, it, it really is about empowering women to have the lifestyles that they desire, that they went into business for in the first place and be able to financially support themselves and their loved ones doing what they love. And what's one piece of advice that you've been given that's made an impact on how you do business? Um, for me, the as a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, for me it was, um, you know, I do a lot of work with Nat Tolhoff, you know, is 
imperfect action, getting Mm. something done that's 60 or 80% um, good enough, get it done, get it live, move on to the next thing. Uh, If we wait for something to be perfect, we will never get it out and we will spend years of missed opportunity when we could have got something out, get it done, get the next important thing done. And you can always come back to it later and make it slightly better, tweak it and improve it as you go along. But don't wait for perfection before launching, starting, putting your offer out there, doing the web, whatever it is, just imperfect action yeah yeah get it out there (laughs) get it out there get it done no one is gonna know what you had in your head something (laughs) is better than nothing yeah absolutely and so um if my listeners want to come and check you out where can they come and stalk you um well probably on instagram um facebook uh my handle is natalie coom online um my website nataliecoom.com but i will also share the the link to the guide um, yep. for the three ways to, to increase your profit working less hours as well. Um, awesome. I share lots of free tips and strategies on, um, on social media. So that's um, a good place. Fabulous. And I'll make sure that, yeah, as I say, all those links will go into the show notes as well so people can Perfect. easily find you. But Hi. thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And it was absolutely wonderful to have you on the show today. Oh, look, thank you for inviting me. As I said, this is such an important topic to, to share. So, so thank you. It's been great. So what did you think? I know that I, for one, really enjoyed that conversation with Natalie and found it really thought-provoking and interesting in terms of just how many challenges that women in business face when it comes to their pricing, both from a mindset and also a practical perspective. And all of the resources that Natalie mentioned during the episode, I will put those into the show notes. So just jump in there and you'll get access to those resources. And I hope that you found the episode useful. And if you enjoyed it and don't want to miss any upcoming episodes, then please hit the subscribe button in your favorite podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to rate and review the show, I would be hugely grateful as your feedback is really important to me and also to others who are deciding whether to listen in or not. And so until next time, go forth and be fierce.